The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. What is going on, y'all? We are back. It is another edition of No Bets Bar. This time, we're capping off 12 straight weeks of UFC cards with UFC 278 in Salt Lake City. No better way to close out this insane run of UFC cards than bringing on a special guest. I'm joined, as always, with my co-host, Jed Mishu, but I am happy to welcome in uh, a man of Lebetard fame. He is also the host of the world-renowned <laughs> Critically acclaimed <laughs> MMA hangout. It is Tony, and I'm going to give this a try here. Kaladiud. Nice. That's good. Yeah, that's perfect. It's Tony Kaladiud. Tony, how are we doing, man? I'm doing good, guys. Great to be on the show. Uh, love all your guys' work. Um, I've been battling with my last name since I was born, obviously. And throughout school, even though I live in Miami and been born and raised in Miami, like the name is of Spanish descent. I'm keeping them. Cuban, Cuban American, but my name is a city in Spain. And it was really tough to get Cuban people in Miami to be like, what is that? It's, oh, it's something from Spain where essentially all of our ancestors are from, but don't worry about that. So I've been battling with that my whole life, but it's all good. I'm, I'm proud to say that I did, uh, I did pretty you nailed good. Nailed it. First one. try. Uh, Jed, what's going on, man? How are we feeling? I'm doing great. Uh, this card is interesting. I'm not even going to try to get your last name, Tony, because that's. That's not where I. That's not where I thrive. It's all good. I'm, it's all love, Jed. Yeah, I'm gonna butcher Dvalishvili like a hundred times this episode anyway. So I'm glad you started because I was. I was just gonna call him Marab. I mean, yeah, we just call him the machine around these parts, baby. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have conflict. I know we're gonna have conflict when we get to that fight, but oh, we're gonna call him. Dvalishvili's I think we are gonna case. have conflict, and it's gonna really start a fire uh, in this in this group because 
We'll get to that in a minute. We'll we'll get that to that in a minute. Far, it's too too far in advance. Uh, I'm looking doing great, guys. Thanks, Tony. Thanks for coming, Connor. Yes, really I mean, wh- who am I over here? I'm just I'm trying to move along right with it. I don't even thank our guest for taking the time out of his day, and we oh, are just please. doing a disservice to everyone taking in this content that it's audio only because Tony's setup is. There's not enough stars on the scale to give it. I was going to give it five stars. This deserves six, seven stars. Wood paneling, authentic oak, or is that maple? I don't know what it is behind you. Neon signs. It's it's unbelievable. DraftKings, obviously, we we love and support our soulmates at DraftKings over here on the Levitard Show. They love and And, support uh, us. Yeah, I got over the right shoulder. I've got a nice portrait of Michael and Don Vito Corleone. Uh, just kind of hanging over, just in case people need to know what the deal is. I always point at that and be like, I could be either one. You let me know. Can I uh, Can I let you in on something? The Godfather was actually a uh, a pandemic watch for me, and I had never seen it prior to 2020. Well, I'm glad you at least saw the first two, right? First two. Uh, got some Ben & Jerry's cannoli ice cream, sat down, and uh, watched both of them. Three is, is kind of for the thoughts? birds. I mean, I mean fantastic movies, fantastic soundtrack. I just went to Italy this summer. I was playing The Godfather, oh, you know, Euro like that kid, main theme. That's right. I mean, oh yeah, Euro stepping over here. That's what <laughs> that's what we like to call it. But uh, shout out to Tony. Thank you for coming on. Beautiful setup. When we finally get YouTube going for this thing, we're gonna bring you back on so everyone can see this thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, UFC San Diego, uh, flyweight unders. Little thing we we do here, Tony. We bet flyweight unders and. We're we seemingly proving that they don't lose. Yeah, they've never lost. They can't lose. That's why we bet them. This is the first time I'm hearing of this, by the way. This would have been uh, nice a long time ago. Well, don't worry. There are two the flyweight action. fights on this card, and you can join the train because they never lose. And Connor, I'm gonna be honest with you. The public is starting to notice because oh. those lines, those lines are coming out a little juicier than they used to be. Well, I'm not going to lie to you, man. The uh, the Silva Alta Murano, everyone knows that I bet it. I, I I snagged it at plus 115. It has dropped significantly since it came sure out. Has. The world knows. The world knows. You also did a test of heavyweight overs. Uh, sweaty, but it hit. It, it sure <laughs> did. Look, I'm not willing to say heavyweight overs don't lose, but we're, further research is needed. But I'm feeling okay about it. And fortunately, got a heavyweight fight to talk about this week as well. With a uh, with a pretty intriguing over one and a half in it as well, uh, Cheeto, foot to the mouth of Cruz. I mean, insane. It was uh, incredibly violent. Not at all the outcome. I was the fight went a lot like like I think we both thought, and we said like, yeah, you know, Dominic Cruz can have moments, but I think Cheeto's just going to be more dangerous. I thought it would look a lot like the Rob Font fight, but Dominic Cruz, not a guy who gets finished. Cheeto Vera is a whole different breed, apparently, because that. That wasn't a question. There was no question in that. That was done. Signed, sealed, broke his whole face in half. Cheeto's a problem, dude. A problem. Guys, where did where did this Cheeto come from? Does anybody I mean, have a good answer for that? He's only like twenty eight. <laughs> like this is. I he's think like ruining people natural, too. This is sort of, I think, just the natural thing. And you know, Connor, your dear friend, my dear friend. Ariel Helwani said years and years ago that this dude's going to be fighting for a title. And I think that's just it. Like he just sort of, this is, this is the natural development to where he is just a world-class problem for anybody 135 pounds or less. And, and like, how can you not 
just love the dude. The way he comes off in, in interviews, the way that he fights stylistically, he's always exciting. Like, he just seems like such a chill, easygoing guy. He's, he has got to be top 10 most likable guys in the UFC. I, I love me some Cheeto Vera. Yeah, I mean, he's fantastic. He's he's just a good hang. He's he's a bit of a throwback to the I don't care, dude. Like, just I'll fight anybody. I, it does not matter to me in the slightest. You know, he was on, on the MMA Hour. Great program this week. Great program, sure. And, and said the same things. Like, I don't really care if I get a title fight next. Just line them up. I'll knock them down. I keep winning. Eventually, the belt's going to come to me. I, I'm not too fussed about it. That's uh, such an amazing place to be, right? Where you're like, <laughs> I don't really give a shit. Can I curse on this program? I don't know. Yeah, sure. Okay. Go ahead, man. Okay. So I don't give a shit who's in front of me. I don't really care if I have a title fight or not. I'm just going to fucking kill everybody in front of me. And like, that's such a great place to be as a fighter, right? I feel like not being ever inside of an octagon in my entire life, but having the the confidence that like, it doesn't matter who you put in front of me in my division, I am going to mow them down and I'm going to make them look like I did Dominic Cruz on Saturday in San Diego. Like, that's that's a really good place to be. Dude, and the confidence that he has uh, that he's going to be champion, that he's just – he's so sure of himself that he's going to be champion the way that he comes in. Like I, I feel like the attitude, the, the attitude that he approaches not only his fights but his everyday life and his training uh, contributes heavily to how successful he has been of late. I mean it's it's incredible to watch. Yeah, man. he's uh, He has for sure arrived and – I'm excited to see where he goes. But you I know. Do. How can you not be? I can't wait till he books his next fight. Last two things I want to say on that fight. Uh, the Dominic Cruz, more significant strikes. I mean, that thing locked up the second that fight started. Dom comes out with a little flurry of punches. Every time he went on one of those little flurry of punches, I was like, Dom, you're just you're doing the damn thing right now, locking it up. That bet. What, uh, what a bet. <laughs> Oh God! It was bet. it was such. I mean, I, I don't want to lie here. I, I I low key pinpointed it. You know, had the same game parlay. Marlon over two and a half. You know, Cruz more significant strikes. We we did pretty Oof, good there. Here. Lastly, though, something I mentioned, Jed, uh, Dom Cruz to not win by finish minus two thousand. Uh, I said that probably had some value on it. You know, I wish I I wish I was a heavy investor. I could have just put two hundred thousand dollars on that. He would like. I don't think there's never, any world never where. In doubt. Where Dominic Cruz would ever finish Marlon Vera. Like every flurry, every punch, I was like, there is no chance that Cheeto is getting finished here. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's Dominic, the last person we talked about it. Last dude, he, he finished with Mizugaki and Cheeto's Cheeto. Like, you can like give Cheeto me a baseball bat through. and I'm not finishing yes. <laughs> Cheeto Vera. So it doesn't matter, man. Like, like dude will go through fire. It is, it's, it's insane. Yeah. It's almost just, like, you know, when you're, when you're in a dream and you're trying to punch somebody in your dream and it's just like not hitting as hard as you thought it would hit i feel like that's what we were watching it's just like he's hitting him as hard as he can it's just like there's nothing nothing there. nothing happened nothing Absolutely dude it's nothing it's incredible so shout out to cheeto vera can't wait to watch his next fight can't wait to see who he gets booked against man the, the bantamweight division people are really taking notice to it it is getting incredibly interesting we've got busy, bigger business Wow! Oh, screw oh, that no. one I'm up. Not, I'm not. I'm not letting you good. walk walk by anyway. Because I I got a little gloating to do. My oh, gl- please, please, please. Angela Hill by decision. Oh, plus, great call. Plus three fifty. That was a great what a, call. What a that hit. Was, that just yes. If I won no other bets, I was covered just by hitting that one. So that um, was a fantastic. Almost got the split. I really thought you were going to get the split too. The split prop. Uh, plus, what it, it was like plus fourteen hundred or whatever it was. I think it was plus twelve. Just. 
so cool. I when it went to this like when it, when the final horn sound I was like I've done it. I have spiked Angelo by split decision. Yes, and I then like... somehow the judges got it right. Those bastards. They never get fights right. And now it, they get it when it hurts me financially. Such yeah, I was, I was texting with you during it, and as soon as the round ended, I was like, "Dude, I think you're going to get that split decision." Uh, the corner of Loopy, not to be like, "All right, it's clearly one-one. You haven't gone to that wrestling yet. We should probably just try that out. Let's just go blast the double leg and see if it works out for us." But uh, she wanted to test the hands. She wanted to test the hands, and it did not work out for her. You know, it's it's important to know the fighters who don't have great fight IQ because fading them is always – it feels good. I was it too high so after good. the Carnalosi fight. I was I was too high. I mean, but it's but you didn't lose because did, you didn't have anything on Loopy, did you? Yeah, I did. I did. I had her in the parlay and the MMA oh, parlay. Oh, I forgot you had oh, her yeah. in guy the sim, MMA Guy parlay. sent me a shirt. I was wearing yeah, a Lupita Godinez parlay. shirt. It was already dead. It already dead. It was already dead. Yeah, I was wearing a Lupita Godinez shirt uh, during the fight. Um, Yeah, it was was pretty sad taking it off afterward. I went and changed. (laughs) Went back to my room and changed. As Uh, as you should. Yeah, I felt bad. The guy who sent me it was like, I don't know how I'm going to flip this merch now. I was like, that's that's a tough spot. (laughs) Not my problem, buddy. (laughs) That's a tough spot to be in. I'm I'm sorry. Not my farm there. Uh, All right, let's see if I can land the uh, dismount on this one. We have some bigger business to attend to now, uh, UFC 278 in Salt Lake City, Utah. It is a pay-per-view. Let's get right into it. The main event. It is a men's welterweight title fight. It is Kamaru, the Nigerian nightmare, going up against Leon Rocky Edwards. Right now, you can get Usman at minus 380. Edwards coming back at plus 310. Fight goes minus 140. Fight does not go the distance at plus 110. I am seeing... uh, I'm seeing a decent amount of love for uh, Leon Edwards this week. How are we feeling about it? You know, I really wanted to bet Leon Edwards. And depending on if the line moves, I could. But I, I don't have any straight action on this one. I don't know where, where your head's at. But I think the line's pretty close to right as it sits right now. Like, I do think Leon is not totally out of this fight, especially after watching a bunch of tape. I don't. I just don't love him at the price. I, I want him to be over plus 300, you know. Like, if, if he's something in there, then I'd take a swing. Do do have some prop plays on this one, though. I don't know what betting action you have for the main, but I, I've got a couple of prop wagers here. Tony, how are we feeling about the main event, man? Look, anytime that you've got probably the pound-for-pound pound best fighter in the world, um, I hesitate to bet against him in any capacity, right? Obviously, we saw what happened in a long time ago, feels like a million years ago, in Usman and and Edwards won. But I feel like Usman has evolved so much as a fighter throughout these last, what has been, 19 fights or whatever it is. Um, what, What I saw him do to Colby, what I saw him do to George in April of last year was an Usman that was like, oh, wow, he's he's kind of bringing everything together finally like I don't know about you guys but I did not see him knocking out George Maz at all in that fashion like it was like a movie no one in the world saw him doing that ever right like I was like okay he's gonna wrestle him like we're we're, we see what what's gonna happen here is a pretty easy path to victory George is not great on the ground he's a stand-up guy like Usman will get his points though it'll go to decision he'll win but like the fact that he knocked out a guy with that caliber chin I was like, oh shit, like anything can happen now. So for me, like 
I understand that Edwards has been a lot better, right? He's won his what last like ten fights or something, but that that shot that he took from Nate Diaz kind of put me in a position of like, oh shit, if 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 Kamaru gets him, like he may be wobbling and going down and then take down the fights over. So like for me, it's really tough to bet against Kamaru Usman, no matter what the price is, right? Yeah, I mean, dude, I'm 100 percent with you. Like he he meme KO'd George in that situation, and it's. It's something that, like, also you think about it. He's improving the striking. He's working with Trevor Whitman. Uh, I mean, he's he's looked fantastic. He's gotten three KOs and I think, his last six fights. Uh, but then you also have to think back. Like, what got Kamaru Usman to this point? What got him the win the first time against Leon Edwards is the wrestling. Like, he can always go back to that wrestling. I'm seeing some people saying, you know, he's getting older. The knee issues might might become a thing. But for a guy, like you said, having a difficult time betting against Kamaru Usman, I need to see that before I believe it. I mean, this guy is 15 and 0 in the UFC. He he's trying to, you know, tie for the longest winning streak in UFC history. Like I just have a very hard time betting against him until like I see it with my own eyes that that the cliff is coming, that he actually is starting to fall off. I think he'll be well prepared for this. I think he'll come in with a game plan to use that wrestling. I think this one probably goes long. Um, I think that Leon Edwards is probably the better striker here, but he really doesn't bring a ton of volume. I mean, when you look at it, he has, in 14 UFC fights, he's never landed 100 strikes, whereas Mm -hmm. Camaro, four times in his last seven fights, he's landed 100 strikes. I think he'll be more active uh, on the feet. I think he can mix in the takedowns better. And if you just look at both their histories, like, Leon Edwards has never been finished, so I, I do hesitate to say that Kamaro is going to get a finish here, but I think I think that this fight goes long, and I think that Kamaro outpoints him over the course of the twenty five minutes. So I'm excited because now I'll just be the I'll be the Leon guy. You guys are both oh, so wow. staunchly on Exciting. it on on Usman. I can well, I actually do Leon have something guy. to say after you say this. <laughs> so, uh, so I don't want to dive like way too deep into this just because we could talk about this fight forever and we, you know, we need to have some restrictions on time. (laughs) High level fight, dude. High level fight. Yeah. Uh, I am totally buying the, uh, I've had questions about Kamaru for his last couple of fights, not about his ability, but he is 35 and he has two knees that kind of don't work anymore. And he has been open about that. And like, that's just how it goes. And, we have seen that his his wrestling, his defensive wrestling is still absolutely unbelievable. Probably the best defensive wrestler in the history of the sport, if we're being like totally honest. But his his offensive wrestling was never hugely a shot based game anyway. That almost doesn't exist for him anymore. He he is going to pop the jab. He is going to use the footwork to cut the cage or reactively grab a clinch and take you down. He is not going to shoot in space, and that's why I think Leon has a lot better of a chance in this fight. Because, as you said, I think Leon is the more technical striker. He is obviously not as powerful a striker as Usman. But Usman's striking game really is extremely bare bones. I think that's really good for MMA because, especially if if that's not your purview, you know, you're not a striker, don't get too bogged down in the details. Like, build fundamentals and just work that. And that's really what Usman does a lot. I think... Edwards can have success there because he has a little more craft. He's got a little more depth to his game. And on the pacing thing, I just don't think that's going to be a huge issue here. Both of them prefer a slower pace striking battle in general. And I think to some extent, Usman's striking, his pace is largely working off his jab. 
And so I guess the caveat to everything I'm saying is, to me, this fight largely comes down to the jab because I don't think Usman will have nearly as much success wrestling this time around. I think Edwards has improved dramatically in that regard. And so it's going to be if Edwards has enough tricks to deal with the jab of Usman because that's where everything starts with him on the feet, and then he can occasionally follow it with the big power shot. I think he's going to be really well-schooled to that and prepared for it, and so we're going to have a really tactical, maybe not the most exciting, if we're being frank, Mm -hmm. fight where you're going to see Leon go to a lot of leg kicks, Leon uh, jabbing with Usman, doubling up the jab on Usman and trying to have that craft, and it's going to take Usman showing championship medal, which obviously has, but in general, I just think this fight's a lot closer. The big thing that scares me is, as Tony pointed out, I mean, Nate Diaz is not the world's greatest fighter, and (laughs) Nate Diaz really hurt Leon a couple. Like, he hurt him, obviously, the one we all know about, but I went and rewatched that fight, obviously, in prep for this, and there are several times when Leon just gets out a little over his skis in combination and Nate hit him back. I am assuming that he is smart enough to recognize that doing that against Usman is just going to get him colded. But if he does it, and he just just might get colded because Kamaru hits really hard. He's got really good eyes. His timing in those situations is strong. But I think this fight can be very close. The problem with betting Leon is that Leon probably can't hurt Kamaru, even though Kamaru's been rocked a little bit in recent fights. And I have some real questions about if age is catching up to him, Leon's just not a finisher like that. So he has to throw perfect for 25 and Usman doesn't, which does make it really hard to bet against him. But like I said, if that number moves on Leon, which I kind of think it might as we get closer, if Leon gets to plus 300 plus 350, I'm going to go ahead and jump on it. Uh, you can get him at plus 310 right now. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook. I, He's a plus. Last time I looked, he was under three hundred there. So yeah, plus three ten. Uh, so everything. I'm probably, they... I'm probably not even going to bet that now because I genuinely just think that the line is going to keep moving to Usman as we get closer, and I can get that number even even more inflated. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think so too. I think people are just going to continue to make parlays with with Usman being the anchor, which is is something that I did do. I used Usman as a parlay piece, but everything that you just said, I do think that this is a closer fight. Uh, then maybe a lot of people want to believe it is. I mean, Usman, 22-1, and one, he hasn't lost yet in the UFC. You know, it's easy to think that that he's just going to keep rolling here. But all the concerns you said, on top of he doesn't really have the power to hurt him, like he, he isn't the biggest finisher. I think if he wins, he's just got to be perfect for 25 minutes. I did throw a sprinkle. A couple books got it posted, uh, plus 1,000, uh, Leon Edwards by decision. Took a little sprinkle there. Yes, sir. Took a little sprinkle. That is plus a thousand. I was like, when I said I I had, when I said I had some props, that was the first thing I looked at and saw in this card was because plus a thousand is in. Like if if that if Leon wins, to me it feels like it's just him winning a decision in this regard. He's he's a little bit faster. He's a little bit cleaner. Maybe gives up some rounds to clinch fighting or whatever. But it's not that he just clatters Usman like that's not what he does <laughs> so, like I will just be like I will just be shocked if if like he just ices Usman out here like God. that would be so great that would be so are there crazy any odds are there any odds on a KO uh, uh Edwards by KO right now on DraftKings Sportsbook is plus 550 which is, seems surprising to me dude like if you it does. if you look really back does. at his career 
Edwards, 10 of his 13 uh, fights in the UFC have, have gone to a decision. Usman has been finished once in his career. The one time he lost, it was by submission, and that was a decade ago. I know he's getting older, but like for a guy that isn't a finisher and a guy that has only, has never been knocked out before, it feels weird that the knockout number is so much lower than the decision number in a, in a fight that's favored to go to a decision. Right. It is. I, I agree. I think it just has to be because we've seen, you know, we, we've seen Kamaru struggle recently. The Gilbert Burns. Gilbert really had him rattled for like yeah, a good bit. For and sure. I, I I think we sort of forget about it because it's Covington. But Covington hurt Kamaru a couple of times in that fight as well. Like he is, he is being consistently. You're seeing some of that happen, and so I I, I assume that that's why the number comes down, or it, it's just that uh. Everyone thinks, well, if Leon's going to win, it just has to be by one big punch because he can't win 25 against Usman. No one can. <laughs> Here's a question for both of you, though. Please. Uh, and then, because I do have one, I have two more bets on this that I can quickly throw in at the end. But are you guys giving any credence to the idea that, uh, as we said, uh, Leon Edwards was on the MMA Hour, great program, talked about Usman, said money's getting to his head. Are you guys giving any credence to the idea that Maybe Usman's looking a little past Edwards here because I I know he was jacked up for the Covington rematch like that one is a yeah. guarantee. But yeah, I mean he's, nobody's he's excited here. So do you think it's possible that there's a Amanda Nunes Juliana Pena situation brewing? Talking light heavyweight, talking uh, Canelo. I mean, there's there, I think there's there's a case to be made for that, but also it just it feels like he's a very serious champion. Like it just feels like no matter the opponent, he takes them seriously. I think also the camp that he trains at, uh, you know, sort of forces him to have that mentality as well. Uh, but, I mean, you can make the case. Okay, but let's all at least acknowledge that the funniest possible outcome is Usman coming out talking about wanting to go to light heavyweight and then losing to Leon fucking Edwards, right? Like, that's <laughs> easily the funniest possible outcome that can happen here. <laughs> uh, or... Or Leon, yeah, I guess Leon wins. I, I've, I've seen a couple people say this, and I actually tend to agree. Uh, do we think that whoever wins this is going to lose to Hamzat in the next fight? Uh, I I have been predicting Hamzat to win the welterweight belt for nearly a year. Um, and after watching the tape for this fight, I, I left that thinking, if Leon is developing, because he's still only 30 or maybe 31, like he actually really has a chance to win this fight, and... If Hamzat were fighting him, I would pick Hamzat to win. Like I, I think Hamzat is is going to have the belt next. Uh, I 100% agree with that. Sorry, I'm laughing. I feel a little bit spacey here. Uh, I was thinking that Tony was just sitting dead still. Uh, but yeah, we we have now just lost them. We've lost Tony. Yeah, we, we lost Tony. He was sitting very... I was like, wow, he's sitting dead yeah. still. I gave a little bit of pause. I thought he was going to talk. He didn't talk. I was like, ah. Oh. All right, and then he sat like a statue, and I was like, oh, we definitely lost this guy. He's he's frozen for sure. So uh, hopefully he fixes Wi-Fi, uh, and we get him back on here very soon. Um, but yeah, so we both think Usman can win, but we think it will be a, a tough fight. Yeah, we, we exactly. And so because we've talked a lot about this fight, I'll just go ahead and throw my other two bets out. Please do. I'm glad to hear. You're going to be on one of them, or at least with me in, in principle in that. I took the over two and a half. Uh, it's minus 285 right now, uh, or was at the time. Uh, I used it as a parlay piece because 
Seems really unlikely to me that honestly a finish even happens, but a two and a half, that number was quite low. And then I'm on the Edwards by decision prop, and I decided to throw a little sprinkle as well on the Usman by KO prop just because of if if Edwards gets a little too uh, lax in his defense, which he's been known to do, uh, Usman can, in fact, just kill him. So I'm I'm on double-ended props, and then I took the over because I think the over is the most likely to hit like by a wide margin. Yeah, the final slate for me is Kamaru in a couple parlays, uh, the over one and a half in a parlay. You know I love my, uh, my juiced up over one and a halves, and then uh, the Leon by decision plus uh, a thousand. And the great news is, I think we've got Tony back here. I'm back, boys. You got me? Yes, sir. I, uh, okay, the internet took a shit on me. They were trying to stop me from having to take that. <laughs> it's hard to wake up when you have silk sheets and silk bedding. Who it was is. it that said that? Uh, some uh, box. You guys remember somebody. Somebody I feel, I feel said like, that. I feel like at this point, everyone said it. I think Marvin Hagler might have been the Marvin first Hag- to say yeah, it. Yeah, that sounds might that have sounds been Might have been marvelous Marvin Hagler. We'll, we'll, take, we'll give him the credit. But, man, when you've been living good and you've been the UFC champion pound for pound, greatest of all time in your division possibly like it's really easy to look over and be like all right who's next like you said canelo are we gonna have a super massive fight where i don't really need to worry about fighting anymore because that pay-per-view is just gonna set me and my family for the rest of my life he can go into the corner for his brother like there's a lot of things that can happen if he wins this fight and continues on his life like there's a lot of stuff to overlook so yeah yeah. The internet didn't want me to say that for some reason. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what was up with that. I, I tried to toss to you and uh yeah, I just got stone statued, so we we had to keep on pushing. <laughs> uh so it feels like we're all kind of in agreement here on the main event. Kamaru probably wins, but not gonna be completely shocked if uh if Rocky Edwards does get it done. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible. And deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, let's keep it rolling. Co-main event of the evening. It is a middleweight bout. Now we can really start having some fun now that we've moved to the main event. Paolo Costa going up against Luke Rockhold. Right now you can get Costa at minus 315. Rockhold coming back at plus 260. Over-under set at 1.5. Over minus 140. Under plus 110. 
For me, uh, I took Paolo Costa inside the distance at minus 160. I just honestly think he's going to come in here, and at some point he will catch the chin uh, of Luke Rockhold. Um, I mean, Rockhold, he's 37 now. He's coming back off of a three-year layoff. He's He's been knocked out in three of his last four fights. Costa, I think he looks good. I think he's taking this fight seriously. I know he lost against Vittori, but I was pretty impressed with him. The way that he just goes to the body, especially with those kicks, is just unrelenting. He's called the eraser for a reason. 11 of his 14 wins by knockout. Luke Rockhold, all five losses by KO. I, I just am not going to overthink this. How does one guy win by by almost exclusively knockout? How does one guy lose every time it's been it's been knocked out? He's coming back after three years. Uh, I think Costa catches him. I agree, baby. Uh, I wish they would let me bet a prop on what the punch is that knocks Luke Rockhold out. <laughs> Because I've seen the submissions. He, we don't have the uh, you I know say, jab, yeah. left hook, or anything like that yet. Yeah. Look, you said that he one guy loses one way. He really loses one way. It's a left hook. He can't see him for whatever reason. I know Michael Bisping is the guy who doesn't have an eye, but it seems a lot like Luke Rockhold can't see out of one of his because left hooks just floor him <laughs> wow. every time they hit him in the face. Um, uh, I can't wait to it. give this this same breakdown uh, right before Luke Rockhold comes on the MMA Hour tomorrow. <laughs> I you should absolutely do it because it's I'd tell it I'd tell it to Luke. I was a huge Luke Rockhold stand. I thought when that dude won the title, I was like, oh, he's going to hold the belt for like six years because I thought this guy was unbelievable. And then he just nobody ever threw a left hook at him, and so we didn't know. We didn't know what we didn't know, right? Throughout and then his entire career, nobody, nobody ever threw left, left hooks at him. <laughs> Vitor Belfort spinning kicked him in the face, but uh, I think that also came on his right side, if I'm remembering that correctly. So really, it's he just can't see over there. I don't know the problem. All I know is it hurts my heart because, well, Luke Rockhold is a very um, divisive figure in that he's kind of an asshole. Uh, he is... I mean this with all seriousness. He is the most predatory offensive grappler I've ever seen in the sport. That includes Khabib Nurmagomedov. That includes any any dude you've ever seen on the floor. If if he every single second that he has top position on a human being, it looks like an Animal Planet style mauling. It looks like a pride of lions on the weak gazelle when he. When Weidman threw that stupid spin or whatever, and Rockhold ended up on him, it was it was the most aggressively violent ass kicking from that position you will ever see. And it, every time he has ended in that position, he is throttling people. And so his whole game, in my opinion, should always have been: let's get this dude like three good takedowns. If we can give him Habib's chain wrestling, nobody will ever defeat him. <laughs> and instead, he. Stands straight up in the air, leaves his chin out there, tries to kick you, gets punched and falls over. It's really unfortunate um, because he has such an A++++ skill. And, like, if he did it in this fight, I think he would win handily. But I don't think he's going to do it. I think Paulo Costa is going to come forward. Uh, he's going to rip to the body and then find a left hook over the top and put Luke Rockhold away. So I'm so with you. Go ahead, my bad. No, I'm saying I'm, I'm with you, Connor. I'm, I'm on the same bet inside the distance, minus 160. All right, Tony, tell us uh, tell us why you're betting Luke Rockhold. <laughs> Was it that obvious? Even though like he's been knocked out his last five, his last 10 haven't gone to decision, which is kind of a crazy stat when you've got 10 fights and none of them go to decision not once. 
um like you said and a pure amazingly gifted we, offensive grabber we have a, and just we have a word general. around here for that tony it's called get or get got luke rockhold get is get or get, get got, got I guy like i like that um so with that being the case like can you not see a version of this fight where he comes back obviously after a long layoff and is really pressing like i'm gonna get Costa to the ground. I'm going to make sure that I play my game, right? And you can see it across sports, right? Like there is a, it reminds me of the game. uh, It was last year, Bills versus Patriots in that windstorm in Buffalo where it was like four degrees and like the wind chill had it like negative 50 where the Patriots just ran 77 times. And they're like, you can't stop us. We're just going (laughs) to run the ball. That can you see a version in some multiverse where Luke Rockhold just takes him to the ground and beats him in like it goes to decision he beats him you know perfectly no i i can't see a a universe where it goes to decision if it goes to the ground he is going to kill him yeah like if rockhold gets this fight to the floor paulo costa is dead because every person who has ever been on the floor with luke rockhold has died david branch was beating his ass and then rockhold got a takedown and it like i said it was an animal planet murder like just that's just what that dude is on the floor so i don't see a world where this is a decision yeah i'm going to take him plus 260 okay all right i mean I'm gonna do it. listen well, he's I, I, you might be a genius tony because i'm not well, trust me i'm well, cer- i am certainly not a genius i can promise you that so there's a chance that you are well, i mean tony the other way to spin this is that Connor and I are banking on, uh, you know, the the very steady and reasonable and never going to let you down, Paulo Costa, right? right of Because he is certainly Naturally. not a head case who has yeah, level headed dude doesn't have alcohol always issues, always, yes. makes yeah. weight, makes, weight, makes, great makes decisions. good choices, never consummate never has professional. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What what were you saying about um about Usman previously? He seems like a <laughs> a very focused champion. That's yeah. Paulo Costa, just right focused just contender. Dots the T's and crosses the I's every time. So I, one thing I will say, you know, doing the old social media research on IG and Twitter, he looks great. Like he is I, so oh fit for this. Like he, but he's first always, team all body, he, oh, right? He, oh my he's god! First team all. This is this is a handsome up. matchup. Can we just get it out there? Yes. This is a handsome matchup. Yes. Oh yeah, for sure. I previously called uh, the Costa Yo Romero fight just the uh, the the most handsome matchup in oh, the history yeah. of the sport. I mean, yo, because Yoel, if you don't like his body, face, yes, Yoel's body is all body sculpted. All, I mean, the two of the best physiques. A look. A plus plus fifty seven years old. He's yeah. a Martian, and that's he's the the actual answer. He's the best athlete in the history of MMA. Yeah, and I mean he's that's it. Uh, yeah, this so, is also a very good all body matchup. Yeah, right and, here. I mean if in all seriousness, like Costa looks great. Like if he just comes in cruising in right at one eighty five, blows up to two oh seven fight time, and just comes in, puts the pressure on Rockhold. And just like is unrelenting, I just have a hard time seeing Rockhold lasting the 15 minutes. Plus, there's a world where Rockhold tries to get it to the ground and he isn't successful. I mean, Costa did a good job of stuffing the takedowns of Vittori. And like Vittori is, you know, a decent Rockhold's wrestler. He's not his own a great right. offensive wrestler either, is the thing. Right. He's a really good counter wrestler. If you shoot on him, that's where his, most of his grappling positions come yeah, I'd, from. I'd which go to my guess theory has always been. Yeah, it's not going to. My theory has always been that his style developed entirely because he was the one dude at AKA who can't wrestle. So he yeah. had to learn how to like 
counter wrestle incredibly <laughs> effectively. And so he was really good at it. But like, what he, what's he shooting on Daniel Cormier for? Like, that ain't doing shit for him. So he just never learned how to do it. And which is really bad because if he had, it'd be a lot better for his chances against Paulo Costa. Yeah, either way, I'm I'm pretty stuck for this main event. I, I think it's going to be fireworks uh, for as long as it lasts. Me and Jed, Costa inside the distance. We got Tony on an island rocking with the dog and Luke Rockhold. Solo, I w- baby. I will say, Tony, spiritually, I hope you win because I think MMA is substantially more fun if Luke Rockhold can get a title fight with Israel Adesanya because that is a fight that would very wow. much intrigue me. <laughs> wow. that's uh, it, Really? It would intrigue you? I mean, I think Izzy beats the hell out of him, but again, if Rockwell gets one takedown, he's going to kill him. Yeah. So it's 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 the inverse of a puncher's chance. It's the, I, you know, the wrestler's chance. Yeah, the the Luke Rockhold submission grappler's chance. Yeah, we we can worry about that after you know we got to get through Costa first, then we can start talking about about title shots for old LR. Yeah, make sure Izzy doesn't kick his head into the eighteenth row. Yeah. It's still on his body. I do think Izzy knows how to throw a left hook, which could be a problem for Luke Rockhold. Mm. I think I, he might I have. Didn't, I didn't think in my in my research, in my r and I didn't think, hey, you know what? He doesn't know how to stop a left hook. I didn't see that on the internet. So you're actually breaking that news to me for the first time. If I'm Paolo glad. Costa starches this man with a left hook, it is going to be an all-time funny moment for uh, everyone involved with No Pets Bard. I am dead serious. If they could, if someone will cut me a prop for Costa, Costa wins by left hook, I would bet it. Like I would just snap <laughs> at that off. Like that's the punch. Because I think it's going to be a body shot, like a right hand to the body, and then coming up top, left hook, Luke Rockhold done. See ya. Shadow realm. Something about those Costa kicks, dude. He puts everything into that right into your body. Like he is vicious. He's a very with good those, body kicking body matchup kicks. too. Because yeah. I mean, Luke Rockhold kicks the body very, very well as well. Yeah. That's true, man. It's going to be a good one, man. I'm, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be fun. It's a fun one. Uh, let's keep it moving, though. Uh, let's stay on the main card. Men's bantamweight bout. We have Jose Aldo going up against Marab Dabalashvili. You can get Dabalashvili right now for minus 125. Aldo coming back as the dog at plus 105. Uh, fight goes the distance, minus 190. Fight does not go, plus 155. Let me hear it, Jed. Tell me. I swear to God. Tell me you're taking Aldo. Oh, I'm absolutely taking out. Wow. Um, wow. Wow. Where where do you reside right now? Uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Georgia. Not, Georgia. not the nation of Georgia. And you are going against our fellow also, Georgian, Marab Dvalichvili. My heart resides with Jose Aldo always and forever. So you can ha- You can have your goat. You can have your Aldo. Uh, I'm not betting against the fellow Georgian. I'm not betting against a guy that dives headfirst into an ice river. Uh, I'm just not going to do that. I'm just not going to do See, that. I, I ride with Mariah. Tony, I don't know what your MMA fandom, I, I don't know, the, but Connor, this is this is one of those things. I'm willing to come out here and say that this is maybe not the smartest pick I've ever made, that a lot of this is, is just from the soul, from the heart. But like... It's funny you say all those things if, because... If you, were, if, if you were a fan from, you know, the mid-2000s, you have to love Jose Aldo, and you just have to pick him. And that's what I'm doing here. I can give you the technique breakdown because I actually think there's still a really good case that Aldo wins this fight on that, but that, that'd that be a lie if I was saying I was picking him because Aldo stops takedowns, and I actually think Marab without takedowns is like a tiger without teeth. Like, he, he needs him to be effective. <laughs> I mean, well, that's actually true. You say all those things, I echo them on the opposite side. Uh, 
Maybe this is a dumb bet. Maybe this isn't it. But if you've been a fan since 2021, you ride with Murat Valishvili in this situation. <laughs> it's funny how we talk about Kamaru Usman being 35 and also Jose Aldo's 35 in some that sort of universe. That it is. How? How is that? Can because explain? Jose Aldo's the youngest champion in UFC history because he's the frigging goat. The way I, I look, the way I looked at in my eyes is Aldo. I always thought it was uh, Jones. So technically, John Jones, the actual answer is Aldo because Aldo was WBC champion like okay. five months before All right. I like Jones that. would have been. A little technicality. UFC, I like that. Yeah. He is. He was a Zufa champion the minute he won his belt, and he did so much younger than John Jones did. But no one gives him the credit because Zufa was like, we'll keep the WBC over here for reasons. Uh, Tony, you just said that. In my eyes, Jose Aldo is 42 and Kamaru Usman is 29. Like, that's how my brain does it. The fact that they're the right. same age is actually <laughs> insane. It's crazy, right? It's like when you see Tom Brady and then, well, it was like George Bland or somebody at the same age and George Bland is like <laughs> 77 years old and Brady's like, how? Like, how are these the same age? How, how do humans evolve this way? But I, I just, to me, it's tough because Jose Aldo has only been finished. His last, excuse me, his last six defeats have become from UFC champions, right? So that's a great last time stat. I checked. Marab, Marab is not a UFC champion, even though last time I checked, last time I checked, right? Last time I checked, he's not a UFC champion. And also, Jose Aldo's takedowns, ninety percent clip of you know defending uh, takedowns, unreal, like, unreal takedown defense. Th- like that's crazy to me. So his his plus skill, Marab's plus skill, is also completely fighting against Jose Aldo, probably one of the best in UFC history, right? Like. It's a weird. It's a weird combination of like, how is this fight gonna gonna end? Uh, how does it play out? How does it play out? Can right. Marab land the takedowns? Because what you said, uh, Jed, a tiger without teeth. That's what he is, dude. The guy averages seven and a half takedowns for fifteen minutes. He's just unrelenting, and he almost always gets it done by a decision. If the takedowns are not there, he is going to get pieced apart. By Jose Aldo, I, I truly believe that. But yeah, I mean, if if he's able to just put them together and get them on the ground, I, I I really don't know how it plays out. I mean, if if he can score, it really is. If he scores takedowns, he wins. My, I took a lot of heart in this, but I was going to make this bet regardless. As I That's said, all it was like, I'm, I'm, I took I'm, it right when I'm it a ride with my dude, <laughs> so it just just doesn't matter to me. I'm a ride with Aldo, but as I watched the tape, like that Marlon Marais fight really made me feel a lot better about my bet because. Marais is not as good as Jose Aldo. That's just the answer to that. And certainly not at all of the things. And Marab, I really like Marab. I think he's really I think he's going to fight for a title one day. I think he's a really, really good bantamweight. Uh he is defensively horrific. Uh, <laughs> I don't know another way to say it. Because he is doing all offense stuff. Like on the feet, Marais just kept clipping him, not because Marab just kind of doesn't care that he gets hit. Worked out because Marab has an unreal chin, but like Aldo is just is so defense outside of his takedown defense. Aldo's the best defensive fighter in the history of the sport. Like I don't think it's close. I think he is the best defensive fighter that May has ever seen. And so on the feet, I don't Marab doesn't push this like otherworldly pace like Max Holloway did, where he just overloads Aldo's defense and eventually wears him down. I I think Aldo is just going to be too defensively good and. If this were a five-round fight, I would honestly feel like Marab probably wins it. But Jose Aldo is a phenomenal three-round fighter, um, and I, I'm I would back him anyway. But my heart is for sure taking my guy to to win a decision. 
You said Marais, not, not as good as Aldo. You know, a little MMA math. Marais beat Aldo. I mean, sure, but Aldo got a title fight after that because we all know that Marais didn't win that fight. Jose Aldo won that fight in his first fight at bantamweight. Also, if they rematched right now, Jose Aldo would absolutely obliterate. Listen, now we're speaking in hypotheticals. That's just that's just something I I can't do. Reality. How about a fight in reality? How does that win against Cheeto Vera look? Yeah, I oh I didn't even mention that we were all hot on Cheeto Vera and. who just who just stunted Cheeto? Cheeto just got got rolled up because Jose Aldo's the goat. My man is about to beat Marab. Aljo's gonna beat Dillashaw, I hope. And then Aldo versus Aljo. Jose Aldo wins the Bantamweight title, retires on top. What done, son? Greatest of all time. Wow. Book it. Uh I do think whichever way this fight goes, I think it's gonna look like an easy bet. Oh, I I agree. I think I it's either Marab is just going to crush him with pressure, and it's like, oh, yeah, like he he just does that, and like Aldo's getting old, and like that's that's why I wasn't able to defend the takedowns, or Aldo just styles on him, and uh, yeah, I just feel like whoever wins, it's you're gonna be like, of course, dude, that was the easiest bet I've ever made. <laughs> I mean, I, I firmly agree with that. All right, those are clearly the three best fights of the night. Uh, I feel like we can up the tempo now. Oh, oh don't you disrespect my guy in the next one. Uh, Alexander Romanov, just oh, a, a, a hitter. I thought you were going to say uh, two from now. Uh, big old Harry Hunsucker, main card Hunsucker in the house. I'm, I'm pretty hyped for that one. Uh, you said it, though. It's a heavyweight bout. Marcin Tibera going up against Alexander Romanov. Tibera coming in. Uh, as a huge underdog, plus 370. Romanov, big favorite, minus 460. Over-under set at 1.5. Over, minus 165. Under, plus 127. Uh, you love Romanov. This guy's... Heavyweight is... I, it's so weird. Heavyweight is fun. Heavyweight has, like, multiple youngish rising contenders who are fun. I don't know that this has ever happened in heavyweight division before, so it's awesome. Uh, I love Romanov. He, uh, especially this new look, Romanov, who's just Jack Diesel, been hitting the weights, trying to join the all-body beautiful team. Like, mm. he is he is a monster. I've never enjoyed Marcin Tabura. Uh, I've got two on this. And uh, one of them is, I, I think we all know, it's going to be the over one and a half rounds. Let's go. It's for science. Um just a couple stats for you out there. Tybura's hit over one and a half in 12 of his 15 UFC fights, Romanov in three of his five. Yep. So there's a reason this is the favorite uh, odds-wise. But then the other bet I have is I I even feel pretty good about it. I've got Romanov by sub. Now, that line's plus 375. Tybura has never been submitted yeah. to BJJ Black Belt. Yeah. But Romanov has already submitted two BJJ Black Belts in huh? uh, I think it's two of his last three fights. Uh, and just the way his game works is it's not like traditional grappling. He's he's doing, you know, uh, forearm chokes and, and stuff like that. It's it's uh, very, very different. And I, I think to, I think he's going to score takedowns at will against Tabura. And mm, interesting. I think he's going to be able to lock up like a Kamara or some kind of big, heavy, strongman grip and, and get the tap. So plus 375, I'm taking a shot on it. I like that, Tony. How do you feel about it? When I think about Tabura, I, I don't feel excited. 
And I don't know if that's I, something that I can lost. understand that. No, uh, heavyweight, no 12 or 15 decisions. <laughs> no one has ever like, felt excited about Marcin Tabura. Ever, right? Like, I I remember him beating Greg Harden. I was like, huh, okay. Like <laughs> That's Tibera. It's like, it's just one of those guys where you're just like, okay, I guess we got to put him on the card, but like, I'm not really too jazzed up about him. I think, I think, I think Romanov's a really interesting prospect. And just from a macro perspective for a second, if you will, indulge me. Wow. Tony bringing words. That, I mean, that's what we're here. here. That's what we're here to just, do is, is to indulge you, know, you. A nice little zoomed out, zoomed out view of the heavyweight division. At one point, one of the best divisions in the UFC, like right now we've got. John Jones kind of circling. Is he going to fight? Is he not going to fight? He looks every from, from everybody in the world. The guy looks amazing at heavyweight, like outside of Francis outside of gone. Like who do we really like at heavyweight? Who's the face of heavy, the heavyweight division the next year to two to three years. I mean, Are we looking at him right now with Romanov? I'm, Does he inspire I'm not sure that I, in you? Oh, well, the face, the face of the heavyweight the next two to three years is Tom Aspinall. But like, oh, I think great Romanoff answer. could beat Tom yeah. Aspinall. But, like, Tom Aspinall is very obviously the face of this division okay. just from his star power. But, like, I think Ro- Romanov has the issue that he is, he's not the, like, most marketable dude or whatever. But if he just keeps taking people down and tapping them, like, I'll get stoked about him. I'm still stoked about him. Again, going from kind of chubby heavyweight to... Jack Diesel heavyweight, that's going to do a lot. It's going to do a lot to boost his cred. And if he just keeps King Konging people all up and down the, the mat, I'm in. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's 16 and 0. Uh, but for some reason, like, I don't have full confidence in him that, like, he is going to a, obtain a UFC championship uh, at some point. Yeah, I mean, he he's beating the Jared Vanderas and the Chase Shermans, obviously, and he makes it look convincing, you know, the Juan Espino fight and everything. But. I like I I feel like this will be a nice stepping stone for him if he comes out here just takes Marcin down at will. I mean Marcin's got a pretty good takedown defense. He's got a pretty decent ground game himself. If he does what you're saying, Jed, if he just comes down, takes him down at will, and submits him, I think that will be a nice step in in getting me to believe uh, you know in Romanov. I, I don't know. It just like it feels weird that he's 16 and 0, and I, like I'm kind of looking at him like. Don't think he's going to be champion. And nobody cares, right? I feel like nobody really cares. I, yeah, 16 I, <laughs> in any other place, I'd be like, oh my God, this guy's the, the second coming. Or it's like, a 16-0 and heavyweight, period. Like, right, I just feel like people right. would be like, this dude, and he's ranked now, too. I think he's like 13th. I'm here telling you, this dude is that dude. I'm the guy telling you, get on board. I get it. You don't need to have been on board before because the names just haven't been there. But this this is his coming out party. He is going to take down and tap out Marcin Tabura, and then it, it's to the moon. You know, it's tough because I don't even know who he'd fight at heavyweight right now, but, like, this dude would absolutely bundle Tai Tuivasa, who's in the UFC's wrangling number three or something. Like, yeah. he would murk him. He is—I don't know if he's going to win a title. Like, yeah, I just don't know if he's going to win the title because I think Cyril Gaon is probably the actual future of this division. Maybe Tom Aspinall. It's going to be one of those two dudes. And Curtis Blades is also in the mix. But, like, I I think he he is going to fight for a belt. I would stake anything on it at one point. And he's going to be, he's going to be one of those top five guys for at least a few years. You, you left him. You, you left. Connor oh, I, I left speechless. Connor speechless. <laughs> Apparently, New York internet hates no bets barred. 
which is quite unfortunate as he is he still hasn't moved he is so shocked he can't believe that i recognize the greatness of alexander romanov but jed Jed, question for you and i obviously I'm, i'm new to the program being my first time here go for it are you guys tired of talking about John Jones? Are we ever going to see John Jones? Will we see him fight at heavyweight? Like, what's going to happen there? Oh, uh, we don't really talk about him that much because I we're figured. only talking about fights. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm fights that actually happen, and John yeah. Jones isn't one of those people. I am of the opinion that John has entered the zone where I won't believe it until he steps in the cage. Hmm. Because even if a fight does actually get booked, like, it's John. <laughs> John's had a lot of fights have to fall out for numerous reasons. And that's outside of the just regular injury thing that can happen. So yeah, I, uh, very much on the, on the side of, I will believe it when John Jones fights and not a minute before when he does fight, I think he's got a great chance to win the belt, but I, I'm, but you have to actually see him in the octagon before. Yeah. He's got to actually fight someone to win the belt. We can't just anoint him. (laughs) All right. So I'm back. Uh, Contender number two here to lose uh, internet in this process. This is uh, this is really getting rough here. I, we're doing great. I, I left uh, when you were saying you would put anything uh, on Ramanov fighting for a belt eventually. Your you house, yeah. your car. You, you were frozen. Speechless. Your life. You would put <laughs> yeah, all of he, that on Ramanov fighting for a belt at some point. He will fight for a belt at some point in his career. I'm not saying he's going to win. We need to it. sign I up just... a contract. Let's put the deed, uh, uh, the deed to the house on the table here. Mm. Well, let's do it. Like it's, I mean, I'll have forever. It's a long con. <laughs> it's a long, long bet. But <laughs> I am just really. He's 31 in a division that's awful and that you can compete in for a decade. Like he is going to fight by hook or by crook. He's going to get a title shot at some point because I, I mean, think he... he's going to be a top seven dude. For the next five years, it's it's onward and upward from here. I mean, if you look past Marcin Tybura, I mean, you're getting against you know the Jairzinho's, the Derek Lewis, the Tom Aspinall, the Pavlovich's. He, he bundles Jairzinho. Derek Lewis probably beats, but Derek Lewis, I think Derek Lewis is probably washed at this point. But also, Derek Lewis is toast. He's just impossible to ever like feel confident betting against. But like, I don't. There are only a couple of dudes in the division that I would comfortably pick Romanov to lose to. All right, well, coming back to the point uh, that you began with, the over one and a half, I'm also writing that with you for all the reasons science. Uh, that you said. For science. Is that part of the scientific bets? Like, what was it? Flyweight under and... Flyweight, flyweight under is no we've proven. We've proven. That's, now we're testing that's a That's a way of life now. Oh, gotcha. We're now okay. testing the heavyweight over hypothesis. And Preliminary testing... results have been good. Okay. We need more data to confirm. Yeah, by testing the hypothesis, if uh, it loses this weekend, I might never bet another heavyweight over again. That's uh, that's how we're testing this. Uh, I will Seems probably solid. continue to test, but, you know. Yeah, I'm actually jumping in on Jed's experiment, so uh, we will see how it goes. We are both on the over one and a half in that one. Let's keep it moving on the main card. It is a light heavyweight bout. Do I have that right, or is this a heavyweight bout? Tyson light Pedro. Heavyweight. Light heavyweight. Correct. Feels weird to say. Tyson Pedro going up against Harry Hunsucker. We got main card Hunsucker in the building. Right now you can get Pedro for minus 740. Hunsucker at plus 540. Over under one and a half under set at minus 400. Over uh, set at plus 300. I mean, this thing is juiced to the moon. 
bookies think Tyson Pedro is going to get this one. He's going to get it done early. Um, yeah, I mean, really the biggest thing that I can say on this one is it is not going to go the distance. Harry Hunsucker, 12 pro fights. He is bold, only hit, bold bet, Connor. <laughs> he has only hit over a half round, not one and a half, not two and a half, over a half round two times in his 12 fights. Ten times he's he's ended under the two and a half mark, uh, and four times it was in the very first minute. Never seen a second round in his pro career. I will be floored if this one were to go to a decision. Weird to see Tyson Pedro this big of a favorite, but uh, Harry Hunsucker uh, is not great. He's had three shots between the Contender Series and the UFC. He's been finished in the first round in, in all three of them. Seems like a get-or-get-got guy, right? Oh, he's all very right. much. He is I'd very say much, kill or be killed, get or get got. This dude is a hammer or got. he is a nail. He is mostly get got. Get got um, yeah. <laughs> but he, I respect him because my favorite Hunsucker stat and by favorite, I mean, it's the only stat I know or care about is he's had 12 fights. All of them finished in the first round, baby. <laughs> That's <laughs> This man is is not here to get paid to, no, to, he's not paid to by fight the past hour. five minutes. So he's going to come out. He's going to win or lose. Probably going to lose Tyson Pedro. I took a shot on the Pedro by KO prop at minus 215. Um, even though Pedro, most of Pedro's wins have actually come by sub. Uh Another fun fact for old Hunsucker, five losses, all by KO. <laughs> this yeah. guy, he's I mean, not getting tapped out. He's He is getting put to sleep, uh, and Tyson Pedro can do it. I suspect he's going to do it this time. Uh, Tyson Pedro is fine parlay fodder if you don't mind laying minus 800 or whatever juice on him. But, I mean, it's probably worth it if we're being honest. I really I, wanted to bet the un, like under or first round. Just because nine of Pedro's eleven fights have been in the first round, like, but the number is so big, it's just not even worth it. It's like actually crazy. I'm I'm curious. I I don't I don't think it's out yet. I don't think it was last time. I, I'm really wanting to see this uh, over under on the half round. Oh, I would love to see. I I'll take the under on the half round. Why it's going to be juice. That's going to be the craziest drops. part. I mean, it probably is. It just is. They don't. The bookies are doing it right. They don't want you betting on this fight because they know there's no really good outcome unless you're just going to be a a, a hun sucker and put your money on a losing bet. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Tyson's <laughs> probably gonna probably gonna start from early here. <laughs> so before we got on and started the pod, I looked at the guys and I was like, two seventy eight, mm, not great. And this fight to me screams, eh, not great. When you got Harry I mean, Hunsucker. It's definitely a, not great. But if you like seeing big dudes fight. get knocked out, that this is what it is. It's this fight exists entirely to get the main card started off with an early KO and get, get the spirits high. <laughs> and they're gonna achieve that goal. I mean, that's all you can say about it, really. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, there's no doubt. If this one, all right, we talked about Romanov fighting for a belt. You'd stake anything on it. I will stake anything on this fight not going to a decision. If this goes to the wow. scorecards, I'm going to hang it up at that point. I'm going to just hang it up. I'm done. <laughs> I'll never place another bet in my life if this goes to the scorecards. Tony, I might need a new partner for No Bets Barred if that yeah. happens. So cue stay the, on call. Uh, yeah, cue the highlight, you know, 50 opacity of me saying this over them fighting to a uh, a majority decision in this one. <laughs> Just a hug fest, just, <laughs> just a clinch battle, just waiting. Yes, 
would have gotten Hun sucked in that situation. That's the main card. Five fights. Uh, three of them, in my opinion, are fantastic. And we've got an undefeated heavyweight in Romanov going. So it should be at least a fun main card. Now let's rip through some of these prelims. Uh, Which first are up, way less fun. Yeah. <laughs> let's so be uh, let's be let's honest. Put, let's put the emphasis on rip through them. Um, Lucy Padalova going up against Yanan Wu. Uh, right now, Pudilova is going at minus 130. Wu going at plus 110. Fight goes minus 325. Fight does not go plus 275. I will keep this short and sweet. I said earlier I loved my juice. I love my juiced up one and a half. That's what I did here. Uh, I think this is probably going to a decision, but I just took a, a nice chalky parlay, you know, just to make the night interesting. 12 of Lucy's last 13 have gone to a decision. She's only been finished once in her whole career. Wu, four of her five UFC fights gone to a decision. Kind of started getting over to the Pudilova moneyline side for a second, but decided to stay away. Woo, that record is is suspect. Uh, her pre UFC stuff. If you combine the thirteen fighters record that she fought before the UFC, thirteen fighters combined record of nine and eight, uh, and one girl was eight and two who who knocked Woo out. Uh, Eleven of the twelve fighters uh, she won against. Zero pro wins at the time of the fight. Of the fight, is that good? Eleven of the twelve. Yeah, not great. Not great. <laughs> I mean, she won them. She she got. She the did dubs. win them. Yep, she did that's, win them. That's all you can do is be who's in front of you, right? I mean, that is that's that's what they all. say. That is what they say. That's a that's a true point. Uh, but no, I'm just sticking with the one and a half. That's all I need on this one. If I'm being totally honest with you, uh, I'm a sucker, and. I decided I don't know why God God knows why I watched tape for this fight. Oh yeah, um, which was just just an awful thing because when I initially looked at the lines, I thought, oh, Pudalova probably wins that. Just she's they've both neither of them have beaten anybody good, but at no. least Pudalova's lost to better people <laughs> than than Wu was lost to. And, but then I decided uh, I saw a friend of mine. Uh, say that he thought there was some value on Wu. So I was like, all right, I'll go watch some tape. I don't know if this is a dumb bet or not, but both of these women are just really bad um, yeah. is the answer. Yeah. And I think this fight's like 50-50. And frankly, Wu is like more aggressive than Pudilova. And in a fight where neither of them are likely to do anything good, uh, I think just being more aggressive means she should be the favorite. <laughs> like she is going to... I mean, that fight against Maria Brana Silva... She she brought the action. I think she got tuned up for big stretches of it, but she made it a really good fight over a fighter who's probably better than Pudilova is. Like so, yeah. I, I I'm taking the underdog bet on Wu just be. I, I think she is going to push the pace a little more. I think she's probably a little more athletic, more explosive, uh, and that this fight is going to be fun in the way that just whoever is coming forward will end up winning it in the judges' scorecard. I think it's probably going to be Wu. All right. Uh, I'm going to take your word on the tape study. Uh, and I have to say, I have to come out and say, I feel like if the tables were turned, you might, you might be shaming me here. Oh, I, I preface this by saying this is probably a stupid thing to have done. I, I, I yeah, like, I got some heavy shame. What, what fight was that? Uh, my, my boy Dante Mays going against Tomdi. I got shamed hard for that one. Also, yeah, your boy lost that fight, so my shame was correct. Who's saying Wu's going to come out here and win, though? Well, I mean, we'll see. If Wu comes out and wins, then I will be a genius. So that's no, how it you, works. No, you were shaming heavy pre-result. 
I was, and because I I see the future, Connor. I saw what would happen. Wow. There's an Olympic yeah. wrestler, and Dante May sucks. <laughs> so even but you though didn't Hamdi bet also kind of sucks. Yeah, you no, didn't bet Hamdi I, with all this stuff. Yeah, I, I decided to be smart and not bet on that fight at all. I'm admitting I'm being stupid by betting on this fight. All I'm but saying, I did it. I, will I don't say, shame around here. I don't shame around here. This is an open space. You're free to it. bet on whatever you want. I believe you're free to bet. I'm free to shame you. I will say, I think your over bet is excellent because I think there's even value in the over two and a half because both of these women largely go to decision. Wu's done four in her last five. Pudalova's her last seven all went to the cards. So I think there's over in two and a half, certainly in your one and a half bet. I think that's a good bet. All right. I know you're chomping at the bit, Tony. I know you spent hours breaking this thing down. Give it to us, man. Tell us. See, this is what I love about what you guys do versus what we do over on the Levitard Show side. Like, you guys are breaking down fighters that some people, not me, of course, I know these fighters, but some people have never heard of, right? And like you guys, who hasn't heard of Lucy Pudalova? Well, that's what I'm trying to say, right? Just a giant majority of the world (laughs) has not. Come so on. You, guys, you guys are breaking down fighters at such an elite level where on the MMA Hangout, we're more of like, hey, who are these people? Let's have fun. So what I love about coming on this show, obviously it's my first time, but what I love hearing this show, it's like, man, you guys really know people, huh? That's exciting. I mean, I don't know how you don't know. She's, <laughs> I mean, Octagon Prime, like Lucy Pudlova, she's out there putting in work. Is that, the same, is that the same girl that, that Connor had the shirt, or was that a different? Was she oh, no. different? Oh, no. Uh, come on. Lupita Godinez. Come <laughs> yeah. on. Oh, Let's show some respect close. around these My parts. bad. My bad. I, the the <laughs> How Lou could you? part, I was confused. Crossed my wires. Lou, Wu, uh, Lucy. I was like, anyway. I'm going to go the over. They obviously both go to decisions a lot. I'm going to take the over two and a half. That's easy. I love it. I love That's it. I love bet. it. It's, it's just that easy. Great bet. All right. Let's keep it rolling. Prelims. Men's featherweight bout. It is Sean Woodson going up against Luis Saldana. Woodson at minus 320. Saldana at plus 265. Fight goes minus 120. Fight does not go minus 110. I'm using Sean Woodson as a parlay piece. Sniper, three-inch height, six-inch reach advantage. Uh, I mean, last time out, he just styled all over Colin Anglin before finishing him. You know, Anglin's not the best fighter in the world, but he, he did look fantastic there. I just think this is a good matchup for him. Uh, I think this is going to be the best striker that Saldana's faced in the UFC to this point. I think he's going to try and use his pressuring style. And the reach and the height and the striking advantage is going to work out for Sean Woodson, and he's going to be able to catch him. Uh, so I do like him to get it done, just outpointing him over the 15 minutes in a decision win. I accept your breakdown. Uh, <laughs> I, I just did. I didn't feel good enough to to make a bet here just because I, I'm not entirely sold on Woodson, but Y'all, go uh, for it. You want me to break it down here? You want me to uh, give you a behind the scenes? Oh, yes, love, love BTSs. Uh, Sean Woodson, um, STL Sniper 34 on Instagram, uh, follows good follow me. Or? Good follow. Uh, he good has follow been known or? to, yeah, he's a good follow. You heard, you heard it here first. What I'm hearing is he follows you, so you're, you're backing him for the rest of your days. And he's been known to, you know, like a picture every once in a while, comment every once in a while. Oh wow. damn! I put my I put my pics out on Instagram. Feel like it'd be a real bad look if I uh, was backing Luis Saldana oh. in this situation. Oh, see, I just thought it was you, you're here for who's here for you. You know, you rep your boys. He's 
he's repping you with the likes, you're going to you know, rep him with your hard-earned dollars. I am doing that. He's going to see that, and he's going to be like, let's go. Connor's on me. I, I wasn't fully convinced I needed to win this fight, but now that I know he's on me, I got to win this fight. Well, Luis Saldana, I know you're out there listening because not everyone listens to Nobats Bard. Just A-plus programming. Okay, You can come to me. Follow me on Twitter, on Instagram. Throw, throw me a shot. Hit me a DM, and I'll back you, and then me and Connor can go to war over this unremarkable featherweight bout in the prelims of UFC 278. Yeah, it should be a good one. All right, let's keep it moving. We are we are sticking to our word, and we are ripping through these prelims right now. Next up, it is a women's flyweight bout. Miranda Maverick going up against Shauna Young Maverick right now, going at minus 490, Young at plus 390. Fight goes minus 115, fight does not. Minus one fifteen. You don't you don't really see that in women's fights. The even money line on uh goes and doesn't go. Uh Tony, you want to kick us off? You got anything on this one? Super chalk on Maverick. I feel like this entire uh card has been really chalky and every time I go to look for a bet that I like, I'm like, oof, the juice is horrible here. Like it's I don't pay per view magic. Five t- it is a very chalky card. I'm looking I'm looking at Maverick right now on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And Moneyline's got her at five minus five twenty. Wow, it's like that's that's moved thirty more points in the last like forty five minutes. Right, exactly. So I'm looking at, it, I'm like, I guess I think she, obviously she's the better fighter, but at five twenty, I'm probably just gonna stay away from that. I'll just watch it on the prelims and be like, all right, God bless everybody. I don't I mean that. You. That's fair. I I think that that's a smarter choice, but I I chalked her up right on into a parlor. Of course, I do too. Well, like I, she's gonna win. Story. I am a chalk donkey, and I will. You, own that. Lo- <laughs> you really do love the chalk more than anyone I know. Yeah, like, you just just. I'm not afraid fan. to admit it either. I mean, that's you. You're taking a lot of chalk here. It's probably gonna pay off for you. I certainly hope Hopefully. this one does because I've got her in a four leg. Ooh. I mean, yeah, dude. Four legs never miss, so it's easy. Never miss, yeah. I mean, yeah. For the parlays, period, are the are the most sound betting strategy. Smart bets, certainly, when you add four legs to it. Yeah, I mean, I think she's just gonna ragdoll Young here. Uh, If you just look at it, she's been taken down in every one of her UFC fights seven times over her three losses in the UFC. Like Maverick, Stephanie Egger took her down. Stephanie Egger sucks three times, (laughs) two times, three times. She took her down multiple times. Uh, yeah, and I mean, if you look at Maverick, she's 3-2 and two in the UFC, but her losses are to Macy Barber and Aaron Blanchfield, two up-and-comers, nothing to be ashamed of there. Young is 1-3. Take, like, Godinez, like, I, I wish I could have given this pe- pep talk to Lupita before the fight. Miranda, just take the path of least resistance. Just go out there, blast takedowns, and just get it done. Finish, decision. It's your world once it hits the mat. Do you guys think that fighters go into certain fights and are like, I want to do something different, right? Sometimes I feel like they definitely the, do. The path the path of least resistance is, I'm just going to get take her to the ground, pulverize her, and that's it. But you think she's like, you know what? Not a super tough opponent. Let me work more on my, ground, my, my stand-up game. Let me try and do this and that. Oh, I think they I do that like, for sure. Yeah, because it, it's, it seems easy and clear-cut of like, I feel like Khabib was great at this, right? Where he's just like, I'm going to take you to the floor and I'm going to fucking kill you. Right. He didn't really want to do much else. And I feel like people are just trying to in Spanish. I don't know how many Spanish sources we have here. Um, it's called inventando, right? Where you're inventing. 
I'm just going to kind of do this and do that and maybe mess around here, mess around there. Maybe not take it to the ground as much as I should. I feel like that happens a lot. So I think some of that definitely happens. Honestly, I think far what happens far more is to be a professional fighter, you have to be an absolutely crazy person who like doesn't who lives in their own reality. And if you ever talk like talk to any fighter, they all believe they are the best in the world. Like despite all evidence to the contrary for for most of them. Like I am I guarantee you that Shana Young is just like, yeah, I'm the best fighter in the world. And like believes it to her yeah. core. And even though like it is objectively false, <laughs> but she she just believes it because all of them do. And so that same thing carries on to like Lupe Godin has hitting mitts in the gym and is like, oh, I'm a fucking kick-ass striker now. Like I rule at this. Like I'm just going to go put the hands on her. And like she just thinks that and gets in there. And it's really hard to tell how you're doing in fights if you're not like clearly getting your ass kicked. Yeah. And so then you're just like, oh, because you feel like you're hitting the other person a lot and you are. And so you're like, I'm obviously winning. I'm hitting them a bunch. And then at the end, your coaches are telling you like, no, please go take her down. <laughs> and it, and do then that. you just forget because you're in, you're in the suck at that point. And then it's, it just is what it is. And, and Lupita coming out and I'm like immediately like hurting Angela. Oh, that always gets you too. Did no favors for her trying to go to the wrestling. She was like, I, this is, it, it this was is validation me. of everything yes. she thought. Like, yes. oh, I can, I can put the hands on her. And then she does. And she almost gets her out. It's like, oh. I've got this. And it happens all the time. I mostly think it is, to some extent, you see fighters doing it because they are level, working in their game or leveling. But I think most of it is just, they just truly think that they are can win the fight this way. And that's where they start going because you have to be an actual crazy person to be a professional cage fighter. And to your point, Tony, you, you mentioned Khabib. Like, I feel like it is a a characteristic of a great champion to be willing Very. to go out there and just stick to a game plan. Look at Israel Adesanya. Self-awareness is huge oh to be God, to the championship yes. set. Like, like, just look at Izzy. Like, he was a fan favorite now. You know, everyone talks about how boring he is because he goes out there, he knows what he needs to do to win the fights, and he retains the championship. And he has for a while now because he's willing to stick to that game plan. I mean, yeah. Every, every champion, like every great champion – has gotten the same knocks on them at one point or another because it's just like, yeah, why would I do the dumb thing? I'm going to do the smart thing. Right. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not a moron. Yeah, yes. I, I'm not dumb, so I'm not going to do the dumb thing. And it makes them less fun than people who just do the dumb thing all the time. All right, two more fights. The sun is setting here in New York. It's starting to get dark in this studio, and I honestly have no idea where the lights are. So uh, oh, I love the two more fights because they're the easiest breakdowns we've ever had in our entire lives, Connor. Easiest breakdowns. Amir Albazi going up against Francisco Figueredo. It is the little brother of Davis and Figueredo. Right now you can get Albazi at minus 410, Figueredo at plus 330. Over under, over under, over under, set at two and a half. Over Connor, minus 150, under plus 120. I have a question for you, Connor. Please. What weight class is this bout being contested in? Uh-oh. Uh, I think I said it. It's a men's flyweight bout. Uh-oh. And what do we know about men's flyweight bouts? How he's go under, dude. They For about always a month, go under. They have been going under. So uh, the experiment continues. Will this be our first loss? I don't no. know. Never I, can I, be. So, like, we joke about this a lot, but these two flyweight fights – 
I actually really uh, like. I actually do like the unders in these situations. Like, I feel like Figueredo is a guy that can go out there and either get the finish or get finished himself. Uh, and then the next one, Victor Altamirano and Daniel De Silva. I mean, come on, dude. Come on. You're going to lob this up to us? De Silva never seen a third round. 12 of his 14 fights have ended in the first. He's the hammer. He's the nail. He doesn't like going to decisions. He doesn't even like going to third rounds. If he goes to a second, he's honestly having a bad time. You're going to lob that up to us? They opened it at plus money. Are you kidding me? Like, that under two and a half, Altamirano, Daniel De Silva. Under two and a half, Albazi, Figueredo, the experiment continues. It's no experiment. This is not, this is, look, the heavyweight overs is an experiment. This is a way of life. I and I, it is, it is the way of life that I choose to live myself by. Flyweight unders never lose, and they're giving us two of them. You know what? Just, I, I don't agree with it. Fundamentally opposed to parlaying plus money. My, might just f around and do it this time because it's it's a lock. It's a certified wow, lock Jesus. to win. Uh, do other people I, know about this, or is it just you guys? Are you guys like uncovering like we gold found for it. the first time? We we are the discoverers of the ancient wisdom of flyweight unders. Wow! Uh, and we're trying to share it to the world. Oh, the it's been shed. Geniuses, man! I'm telling you, it's just three geniuses just cutting it up. Us three. I mean, just a bunch us of geniuses. Three. This guy's about to nail Luke Rockhold plus two sixty. We're gonna hit a couple more flyweight unders. Like you guys are getting access. The fact that this is free is insulting to all three of our IQs right here. It it shouldn't be. Uh, and that's the way it goes, man. If these two hit. I, I'm going to be a problem. I'm going to be insufferable <laughs> if both of these go under. I swear to God. I Yeah, this is the cult of flyweight unders, baby. We're starting it right here. We've been starting it, and this is this is our coming out party. Now we get two of them. We had two on the other card, but we weren't all that sold on the main event. Four and a half was different. We should have just believed in it. Fully in. About to hit two unders. It's going to be a good day. Who did it start with? Schnell and uh, Sumadarji? I don't remember. Maybe? I don't know, but it's. I, I think we are four and zero so far on I think these. It was bef- I think it was before Schnell because I, I think you were the one who brought it to the table. Maybe it was, it was at two seventy six. I gotta remember. You definitely were the one who brought it to the table. And, like this is obviously a great bet. Flyweight under. When is I this think ever that's lost? literally how it started. Like, yeah, what yeah, idiot would it, ever take an under on a flyweight under? And now, like, and and it's. I never hate lost. to say it. They've also like cashed like relatively easy like uh who is it perez gets finished in the first round ode osborne gets finished in the first round schnell and sumadarji second round but it was absolute like just absolutely crazy it was also the, two and it was two and a half for that under so like, yeah there was a ton of time in that as well the kai one uh we weren't on that but like that one was yeah. a little more dicey at ah, four and a half and it was in the third four and round, a half huh? and third like they they've just been cashing wow Hopefully it like, continues this weekend. I like the idea of a big like conference room, right? And you guys walk in, all the executives, all of the MMA world is kind of <laughs> convening in this huge conference room. And you guys kind of walk in a little blustered and like, guys, we got something. Everybody kind of turns around, like the entire room turns around and goes on you. And you're like, this might be crazy, but flyweight unders. I don't Look, know. We cracked know. the There's code. something there. <laughs> we made a PowerPoint about it. Here's let us show you our I, investment strategy. It's flyweight unders. It's like shark. The worst, the worst part is 
Yes, literally. We should go on Shark Tank and present this to Mark Cuban. I, What's the business? There isn't one. We just bet on flyweight unders in the UFC. <laughs> no, the worst part is we can't do a PowerPoint because, like, statistically speaking, like, 54%. Don't, don't, bring, that, don't bring that nonsense here. 54% of flyweight fights go to a decision. Uh, so, But we're not here to think about that. That, that was Fuck before we found... We found the gospel. Exactly. And now that we have it, now we know what happens. I'm not kidding. If both these hit and we don't have a UFC event next week and you're going to give me a whole nother week to stew on this, like, I'm I'm definitely going to lose some followers on social. I'm I'm, start, I'm going to really start getting some haters. We've got plenty of weeks to stew on it. Because the pairs card, I mean, they don't want us to make money. There are no flyweights uh, at UFC Paris. For us to be making, they do have heavyweights though. We can continue. They the do. Hypothesis. I get to continue that. But, yes, and we do. Uh, actually, no. It looks like we don't have anything on two seventy nine either, as far as flyweights. Looking looking ahead right now. Good. So, yeah, we. I mean, we're gonna have a lot of time to celebrate the gospel of flyweight unders uh, until the next one happens, which is not for a while. It appears. <laughs> Jeez. That's all right. That's all right. That means I'll just get a few more paychecks and be able to put more money the more next money. time they roll around. <laughs> that is true. Uh, all right. So that does it for breaking down the fights. But uh, last time we had smart man, New York Rick on, ride with Rick. Who did he go with? He went with something no that idea. we were both against. He, he stared us right in the face and told us to F off. Uh, it was UFC 276. As I uh, pull up, pull it up on the internet. It was uh, Julia Storylarenko. That was the uh, ride with Rick, and uh, it cashed easily. She gets a, an armbar in the first round. It did uh, cash easily. 42 seconds in. I say that to say this. The people need to tail Tony. That's I right. need to tail Tony. That's right. Jed needs to tail Tony. Mm-hmm. I need a bet that I'm not on yet, and it can't be Luke Rockhold because I'm already on Paolo Costa. <laughs> What are we feeling? Is there anything you, the wisdom of, of Tony that you can give to us? So on the show, um, on the Levitard show, you can follow us at Levitard show, wherever you get podcasts. Please do. Fantastic um, show. Great show. We have a, a segment called Winning Wednesday where our soulmates at DraftKings uh, have us put together a parlay of the sports that are happening. And um, we actually, for the MMA uh, hangout, we put a three-leg parlay together every, you know, pay-per-view UFC fight and uh, we are over at the moment I love right? it we're over at the moment but we were really that means close. you're due that just means right, you're exactly. due yes Thank you. that exactly that's, what how, it that's means. how math works we got robbed when Rose Namajunas lost to Carla Sparza. we were robbed there it is we were robbed uh, of a three in a row when the eye poke O'Malley had the eye poke on Munoz robbed robbed there so right? really you right. haven't lost yet you've just been robbed We've been robbed many, many times. How did you get robbed in that one? It was no contest. That you it was just no contest, cash- but it broke up our parlay because I think we had we had Izzy and we had who else is on that card? That shouldn't break up your parlay though. It I mean, did. They didn't what- count it. And the thing is, Jed, on the show, like if you don't do it for real, you get dragged. So it's oh. like we didn't really do it for real. But I say all that to say mm. we have a winning Wednesday bet where I gave. They said, all right, you have to fade Tony. Whatever Tony says, we're going to take the opposite. And I gave a killer parlay in baseball. Just so we're clear, fade Tony has been a winning betting strategy for me when it comes to Tony Ferguson as well. Fade Tony, (laughs) been cashing tickets for a while now. I'm not here to fade Tony, though. I'm here to tail Tony. But I'm not fading this Tony. Yes, Yes. I'm going to give you the real one. And we talked about it, but, and I want you guys to take a look 
and obviously through the annals of UFC history, you guys, I don't think the anticipation is killing me more than than what you guys know. Outside of tough champion Muhammad Usman and the Diaz brothers, is there another brother of a UFC fighter that has ever been good? <laughs> it it's a very small list. I mean, uh, Dan Miller was pretty good. He was a fine okay. fighter. Okay. Um, but largely the brothers, largely siblings. Don't one of do them well. is way better. I mean, look at the Shevchenko sisters. In general, it is very tough to okay. to have two that's good why, fighting siblings. That's why I'm all over Amir Albazi. Okay. All I know straight. we talked about him straight money. You want him straight minus four fifty. <laughs> minus four fifty. Okay. <laughs> this, I'm giving. I have him in two parlays. He's only minus four ten on DraftKings right now. There you go. There you go. That's All right. The only sport I actually I like to. that. If you're going to come in with that type of mentality, I've already got him in two parlays, so I will be tailing Tony. If you're coming in telling me stone cold lock that mm-hmm. we get to berate you. In person and come, online, yes, if it loses. I'll come in to the next show. I'll come in next show, and you guys can just clown me for five minutes. I won't say a word. You just laugh at me. But I'm going with the sibling narrative that one sibling is just clearly not as good as the other sibling. And right now, you're looking I mean, at Pareto, and it's just not working. I don't I love the line, but I love Ooh, the mentality. Herbert Burns is also decent. But, yeah, I love the mentality. I'm in on this mentality. It's all about narrative. It's all how you can spin the story, right? It's not about the lines. Forget about the lines. Yeah, that's how I bet. It's Forget about, about the lines. That's what exactly. I always say. You're my talking, playing shock, my playing dogs, and my playing winners. Yeah. You're talking to the guys who invented flyweight unders never lose. We know that's about narratives. Here, We're in on it. Y'all see how dark it is in it? I do. This is I incredible. Didn't see anymore, I'm gonna need a fl- I'm gonna need a flashlight to get out of here. I, I, mean, I think look at they this. have those on your phone though, so you're this okay. is ridiculous. It's like a campfire. I, I mean, it this really is, is crazy. Who who knew it got this dark uh, this early in uh, New York City? I mean, it's crazy. I thought this was the place that never slept. Uh, all right, Amir Albazi. That is the stone cold cannot yep. lose. Tony yep. will quit his job, divorce his wife, sell his house for no money. If it loses, lock of the week. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. No pressure. I will walk away no from pressure. everything and become a vagabond and just live out in the Keys where there's only vagabonds and yes. fugitives. Yes, not a not a bad place to do it. We'll give you. We'll get a nice laminated cardboard sign. I bet Amir Albazi. You know why and I'm lost. here. <laughs> right. Yeah, and you lost. know why? Because everyone my, yeah, everyone knows yeah. Amir Albazi, obviously. <laughs> Everyone knows Much Amir like Lucy Budlova, the oh, world yeah. is aware. That's and the not only shirt for, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. And not only do they know Amir Albazi, uh, they also know what happened at UFC 278 in Salt Lake City on the early prelims. They know what happened. I mean, who isn't tuning into Salt Salt Lake City early prelims? Sign me up. Weird I mean, place can to we have it? Right? Super weird. I mean, very weird. <laughs> okay, just like, making sure. Just making sure no, it wasn't me. Super sure weird. It wasn't me. No, it is weird. It's kind of a it's kind of an odd card, and then we get the Diaz Hamzat one next, which that is card. that is pretty much carrying that bad boy. And then we then we got to go a month and a half until two eighty. Diaz Hamzat, we're gonna obviously talk about it in two weeks or whatever. That's one of the worst fight cards that's ever been put together. I might, by the I UFC. might be at the fight. Just throwing that oh, out. Oh, sick, there. sick. I, I mean, you get to see Hamzat in person. Sure. That's right. That's that's what we're doing it for. I've always. I mean, actually, no, I was going to say I've always wanted to go to a public execution, but that's very macabre and not true at all. Uh, but, yeah, you you can enjoy that. Um, I just I mean, really want to see Hamza. That's, yeah, it. that's dude, all it is. 
I I don't blame you, bro. Hamzat is the man. Like Again, the man. YouTube has a lot of videos of just like bears just mauling shit. Mm. You just watch that. It's basically the same thing as what's going to happen at 279. All right. That's a preview. That's, uh, that's for our worries on September 10th, I believe it is. We still have to get through UFC Paris before we even start thinking about Hamza Chemaev and him stamping his uh, title shot in the welterweight division. That is 278, though. That is 278. Salt Lake City, my bets for this. I have Marab Devalishvili, plus 145. Tibero Romanov, over 1.5, minus 150. Paolo Costa inside the distance, minus 160. De Silva Altamirano, under 2.5, plus 115. Albazi Figueredo under two and a half plus one forty. A lot of props. Prop heavy week. And then I hit some parlays. Let me just rip through them. Maverick Woodson Usman plus one twenty four. Maverick Woodson Usman Albazi Pedro plus two twenty eight. And then I just went real chalky, square loser degenerate parlay. Pacheco in the PFL. Larissa Pacheco. Pedro Hunsucker doesn't go the distance. Usman Edwards over one and a half. Pudalova, woo, over one and a half, minus 650. That pays out at minus 137. Those are all my plays. Uh, obviously, riding with Tony's uh, Stone Cold Lock of the Week. Uh, it's, Amir a stone, it's a Stone Cold Maybe Lock of the, the Week. You have to. Maybe. Century. I think people are, I was going to say decade. We've now upped it to Century. Lock Times of 10. Yeah. the Century. Wow. Yep. Well, I had one other Lock of the Century earlier it, on the Lebitard show. I actually gave, it was Angels over the Athletics. And it was the Clear. lock of the century. Stone and Cold. The, angel, the Angels won in 12 by one run. So I mean, winning doesn't winning. matter how you get it done, That's bro. It just matters that you get it done. In the I mean, words this is of getting the immortal ridiculous. Dominic Toretto. Have we ever seen winning. true darkness? Have we ever seen total darkness? Because I think I'm sitting in it right now. I wish, I wish we had video I can't, for, for the I listeners. I literally can't see you. I cannot believe, like, all you can see is, like, the Nike swoosh in my neck. And this is from the computer light. What happens if I turn the computer light off? Oh, you're, like, this is, you're in pitch if you turn the computer this light off. This is total darkness. behind you. I can't see anything else. People are like, oh, in space, it's total silence, total black darkness. I'm experiencing it right yeah, now here in New York City. turned off the laptop light, and I, in fact, can see nothing. This is oh, insanity. So. All right, let, let me close this down then real fast. I have uh, prop bets on Usman by KO plus 275, and I'm with you on the Leon Edwards by decision at plus 1,000. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention that. Got Paulo Paulo Costa inside the distance at minus 150. My man, Jose, the king of Rio, Aldo, plus 105. Alexander Romanov by sub, plus 375. Romanov Tibera over one and a half, because we think that heavyweight overs might also never lose, but we're not certain. Uh, I've got a Tyson Pedro by KO at minus 215. I've got Wu Yanan at plus 110. Of course, I've got the two flyweight unders, uh, minus 165 and plus 120 on that, respectively. And then I got a four-legger. I got Usman Edwards over two and a half. I got Romanov. I got Miranda Maverick. And I got Pudlova Wu over two and a half. All that pays out at plus 150 for you. There it is. UFC 278, Salt Lake City, Utah. Couldn't think of a better place to have this one welterweight championship the on the line. <laughs> is it coming home? Is it coming home? They couldn't do it in the Euros. Maybe they can do it with Leon Edwards. Get the champ for the UK. We will find It'll be out. Incredible. And I am happy to say we will not be back next week because there is no UFC event. We are ending the twelve-week run. It has finally come to an end. No UFC event next week, and I uh, personally am. A little bit excited to take one week off, you know, just get the brain right. 
Huge shout out to Tony. Tony, thank you so much. Tones. Uh do I even do it? Do I even go for it yeah. again? Yeah, let it rip. You got you had, Yeah, nailed it, dude. Imagine there it is. if I was I mean, a fighter, a you would have to learn it, and I would be on the prelims getting housed by somebody, probably. I'm, I'd be, I'm I a natural at this like point. A, I'd be a light heavyweight. I think I can get down to 205. I'm probably like walking around weight, maybe 215, 217. I get down to 205, fight light heavyweight, you guys think? Uh, DJ came in studio yesterday. He's pretty thick. I think I could cut down to flyweight, just use a huge reach wow. advantage. Get down to 125 on the scales, you know? Come on. That- I can't see you, but I know you were flexing. Yeah, you saw the flex. I mean, <laughs> we'll go max brightness here, just to oh, like really creep the oh. kids back. God, oh, I look like I look like a guy doing a, a producer job on a local news station at two a.m. I mean, Sad you're doing great. We've talked I've been, way too I've long. Been on yes, we, we have talked way to too long. That's it. Tony, thank you so much. You know where to catch him. Levitard guys. Show, MMA Hangout, critically acclaimed, award-winning MMA Hangout. That's it, 278. See you in two weeks. Love you guys. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.